Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. So as solo mamas, we've all been there. You know what I'm talking about, that dreaded moment when you have to hand your kiddos off to their dad. For some of us, this happens every other weekend and seems to strap us in on some kind of roller coaster ride we wish we could get off. You know what I'm talking about. The angst of that actual moment begins at the beginning of the week before you even hand off your kids. The anticipation of that moment climbs just like the click of a roller coaster as each day clicks away and the end of the week approaches. And just as the roller coaster nears the top, it pauses for those few extra seconds, heightening the anticipation, building up the butterflies, reminding you of what is about to happen before the roller coaster drops and plunges you and your emotions over the edge. Like somehow you're supposed to just lift up your hands and let go in excitement as you hand off your kiddos doing something that is so unnatural as a nurturing mother. Am I right? At least that's what your friends who love a good theme park ride and who aren't in your situation would think. They would say things like, it's a weekend off and you're off the clock. Why are you crying over spilt milk, sister? But for you... It can be a real gut buster, weekend wrecker, and a white knuckle moment. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope all my solo mamas had a marvelous Memorial Day weekend and you are off to a sensational summer. So I have to ask, have you shared this podcast with another single sister yet? Well, why not? The summer is long and a sister may need some salvation. And don't forget, you can always take us with you wherever you go this summer when you need some information and inspiration. Check out Shepherds Village University at sv-university.org. There you will find over 213 lessons on healthy parenting, financial freedom, health and wellness, essential life skills, and spiritual wisdom. It's free, faith-focused, self-paced e-learning, healing the solo mama and the hurt. We are here for you anytime you need us. So as we get back to our episode, I opened up our time together about talking about how the handoff looks and feels for us as solo mamas. But what about for our kiddos? Can you even begin to imagine what it must feel like for our kids to go on a ride they didn't ask to go on and one that usually has a height requirement. I mean, think about this from their point of view, using again the analogy of a roller coaster ride. We sit them down in the seat of the roller coaster car, strap on their seatbelt, wait for the bar to come down. We then walk away and wave them on saying, goodbye, mommy loves you, as the ride whisks them away without any option to get off, leaving our kids terrified, troubled, and torn. You see, at least we can walk away, but they don't have a choice as they look up to both of their parents equally in love and confused as to how on earth their parents could think that this is good for them. Every other weekend, they are bounced back and forth like a ping pong ball between two homes, 
two different sets of rules and parenting styles. Now, I'm not one for rides, but I think I would rather brave the world's fastest and tallest roller coaster, the King Daka, at Six Flags one time than the ride that our kiddos have to go on all the time. Now think about that. Let's do some math here. So some of you sisters don't just hand your kids off every other weekend. You do a handoff every other week. So how many times a week do you do a handoff? Now multiply that times 52 weeks. And multiply that times the number of years until your child is 18. You see, any experience that happens hundreds of times to a child is critical to do well and do well by them. Now that's from the Co-Parenting International Manual, Creating a Happy Handoff that Protects the Children's Emotional Experience. So how can we give them a hand up over the handoff? Well, to do like I like to do, a play on words, both you and their father certainly have a hand in this. It is on the two of you to put aside your grievances so your kids don't feel like they have to pick a side. Save the war for when the weekend is over and your kids aren't caught in the crossfire between two warring countries. So, if we go back to our math lesson, ladies, and if we subtract you two out of their math equation, the difference can be a potential problem solved, equating over their lifetime a series of positive experiences. Now, as you know, mamas, this may seem like a mission impossible to do at first, but listen A handoff in exchange for a hand up is possible if you two view it from your kid's experience and not how you may want to use the experience. Use experience like how? As an opportunity to unload on the other or play a game of monkey in the middle using your kids as the ball. In fact, and I can attest to this, your kiddo's response to the handoff can be adjusted if the two parents take responsibility and accountability for how it happens, giving them a hand up. Oh, yes, girl, it can happen. You see, happy parents make happy kids, even kids of divorce and a divided home. Putting a proactive plan in place. So this is easier said than done, especially when there is a lot of water under that bridge. But sisters, you got to be mindful not to burn the bridge because you need it as your kiddos go between the two homes and do so protecting their emotional experience. So as I say this, I do understand the other parent may not want to co-parent with you on creating a proactive plan, nor see the value in a hand up experience. Now, having said that, it's then going to be on you, girl, to create peace amongst the broken pieces for your kiddos. Your kids are little eye spies, and they see and hear everything both said and not said. So trust me, they will remember who gave them the hand up and who just wanted to hand them off. So here are eight important reminders in setting them up for success. Number one, body language. Nothing speaks louder than silence. Now, I like to joke that duct tape is silver, but silence is golden. However, in this case, gold is not the medal we want to award here. 
Now, prior to your kids leaving, sisters, you may have a lot of conversations going on up in both your head and heart about your kids leaving, especially if this is their first time. I get that this is hard time for you, but I bet it is even harder on them. If mom is the word for mom who normally has something to say about everything, your kids will sense everything is not okay. And I guarantee your face will say it all. So be mindful of this and the little minds who are watching you on the ride there and definitely during the exchange with their dad. Number two, emotions. Don't make the time before the exchange a time of going through the emotions. As your kiddos ride their own wave of emotion, they don't need to experience the ups and downs of yours either. Kids can pick up on the emotional cues between parents and spot it, got it when their parents are distant or angry. You see, you are not Willy Wonka, so you don't have to sugarcoat this moment, but you don't need to be a sour patch either. Be the bigger person and check your emotions at the door before you see their dad or step parent or maybe even new girlfriend. So number three, tone of voice. It's important to tone down on both the pickup and or drop off, whichever leg you have. The tone of your voice will speak volumes into their experience. So sisters, you need to keep it cool and help your kiddos feel at ease even when you are not. Number four, don't rush. You know how you feel when you're running late to work? Yeah, don't do that. The rush will actually crush your kids. Give them time to get ready to go and prepare. Remember, they need not only to be prepared physically, but emotionally as well. So maybe have their bags packed the night before, so all they have to do is pack a smile as they head off to their father's. Number five, plan a play date, and that is a play date for you. So this is your time and your dime. So how do you want to spend it, sister? Start thinking about all the fun things you said you would do if you didn't have your kids around and do that. Get excited about this so your kids see that you are okay and they don't feel the guilt and worry about leaving their mother behind. Even if you don't have something planned, girl, you need to fake it till you make it. Don't, and I repeat, do not have your kids feel bad about you being home alone. Number six, encourage. So this is your time to shine and do what mamas do best, and that's encourage our babies just like we do on their first day of school or when they start something new and unknown. Build them up so what's building up inside of them doesn't tear them down. Number seven, send a comfort item. Anything you can do to bring comfort to this uncomfortable situation will help them over the hurdle. For example, send them with a shared comfort item, like a teddy bear, that they can bring with them to their dad's house that reminds them of you and they can hug anytime they miss you. Now, the same thing but a different item can be at your house so they can love on their dad too when they are away from him. Remember, this is not a tug-of-war game or a game of favorites. This is the game of their life. Your kids are not a toy, and their emotions should not be toyed with. And number eight, prayer. Teach your kids how to pray to their Heavenly Father, crying out to Him in their hurt. Remind them that their Abba Daddy is always there for them. 
never leaving them or forsaking them, and that He loves to hear their prayers. Teach them that it is okay to pray for the other parent, and they can do it as often as they want while they're at the other parent's house. You see, prayer gives them power in a situation where they feel powerless. I wish I could say, mamas, that this time does get better with each handoff. I did it for 16 years, and my heart hurt every time my son left. But I always made sure when it was time for him to go to his dad's, he always had a hand up on the situation. So have a wonderful week, and remember, it may be a single mom thing, but it doesn't have to be the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.